now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improving ideas for your home, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They'd love to hear from you. It's my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds, uh, over 2,500, in fact, transactions in our fair city. I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well, too. You can find me and the rest of our whole home show team members on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Or you can always Google us. Google the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca or Tony Joe Real Estate. And I'd be happy to connect you. Today, we're having a visit to see what's going on in other markets. We're going to be going up to Duncan with my friend and colleague, uh, Cal Kaiser at Remax Island Properties. We'll be going a little bit further north to Nanaimo uh, with Rob Gray at Remax Nanaimo. Uh, and then finally, we're going to have a visit to Vancouver with Carolyn Bell at Royal LePage Sussex, who incidentally also has a foot in the Toronto real estate market as well, too. So we're going to be talking a little bit about both there. It's just always interesting to know how things are going because, you know, people often say, Victoria, what a crazy market. I mean, the realtors here in Victoria will say, there's nothing like it. It's nuts. It's crazy. There's no inventory. There's demand. There's so much going on. But it's interesting when you find out what's going on in other marketplaces because we are not alone, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria is not the only place that people want to move to. Yes, there are others, believe it or not. You're going to learn about that today. Duncan, Nanaimo, and Vancouver slash Toronto. We always start with a little conversation about what's going on out there in the real estate market. We would love to hear from you as well, too. If you have something that you'd like us to talk about or a subject or topic, uh, just let us know. Uh, again, you can find our contact information on the cfax1070.com website under the whole home show with me, Tony Joe, uh, or just reach out to me, uh, Tony at primeteam.com. CA. Now, there's been a lot of conversation that continues on about this whole multiple offer bidding war situation. Sometimes I'm, you know, sometimes I'm kind of reluctant to talk more about this uh, on our program here because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about in real estate. But for some reason, this topic keeps on coming up and people continue asking questions about multiple offers. Yes, they still exist. Yes, it's still happening out there. Yes, it is a good thing for sellers, and it's a terrible thing for buyers. If you're a buyer, you're listening here, uh, I feel your pain. I know we have served clients who have tried to buy houses five, six, ten. What's our record? I think it might even be 15 times, 15 offers on properties before they finally succeed. Um, it's heartbreaking, guys. It's, it's not a lot of fun, and we know because you know we're there with you. We're, we're holding your hand, and we're your counselors talking about 
uh, how to win. And sometimes there is no rhyme nor reason. You all know, though, what the bottom line is. It's the numbers. It's the price. The highest dollar wins. Now, uh, we are seeing a shift out there right now. Uh, things are in transition. For some time, we had this whole delayed offer process where the seller, through their realtor, would have instructions that, hey, today's Saturday. Uh, we're going to have showings all week. We don't want to look at offers till Friday and no bully offers, no preemptive offers. So in other words, if you go and have a look at the house Saturday or Sunday and go, I want to buy this house, you make an offer, doesn't matter because the seller's not going to consider it until Friday, but you go, oh, but I want this house. I want to buy it. Well, obviously the seller's trying to stack the deck in their favor. And usually using this technique, they will end up having a bidding war, multiple offer situation. Uh, it can have anywhere from two to five. There was, an, there was a property we were dealing with just the other day, 12 offers on the same house. And as the buyer, you've got to think about what's my best chance of success here. And I will tell you who's going to win. Who's going to win in these multiple offer situations is the higher dollar, almost absolutely definitely. But sometimes it's not the highest dollar. Often it's the unconditional offers, the one that doesn't have conditions. Because some people will say, well, my bank needs two days to get an appraisal done, or it needs a week, or it needs two weeks, or I want to do a building inspection. I want to you know, have my lawyer look at title. By the way, all of those things we still recommend are important. You should never be buying a million-dollar home without doing your due diligence. But in the, in the uh, context of battle, when you're going to battle with other people, you got to make the offer as clean as possible. And um, what I'm getting to is sometimes a seller just says, you know what, the second offer here, this one is unconditional. There's no conditions and it's a little less money. It's whatever, $20,000, $30,000 less than the highest one that has a condition on it. I'm still going to go with the lower one that has no conditions. And the reason for that is the certainty, it's the surety, the certainty that the sale is done deposit in hand because you see if they look at the high high offer uh, there is always the the chance that the buyer's conditions would not be satisfied what if they can't get a mortgage what if they you know they find something in the building inspection what if they find nothing but the buyer between the acceptance time and the building inspection just starts getting nervous and is looking for ways to get out See, those are the things that sellers are most concerned about, which is the reason why cleanness, so unconditional, is always the way to go. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, please know I'm not saying here that, uh, you know, I'm not directing you and your realtor, by the way, who you should always get invite, uh, advice from. They're not saying, well, you got to go unconditional. You're never going to uh, own a house. There are ways for us to do your due diligence in advance. You know, with these delayed offers, like I said, if you've got five days or six days, then you can get a preemptive building inspection done. The agent can help you do due diligence, go to the municipality, check out permits, check out all those things. You can go to the bank. A lot of our mortgage brokers, like our show sponsor here, Denise Webster, she will look at the paperwork and the property and what you want to offer and give an assessment about your, your financial position you know, what your risk and also what your risk tolerance is as far as not having an offer uh, conditional. Uh, there's lots of stories out there about uh, consumers that feel, oh, my realtor pressured me into writing unconditional. 
I am not doing that right now, folks. I am just saying that, again, in, in war, in time of battle, sometimes uh, these extraordinary steps must happen. Now, I did start off by saying we're in transition. We're in transition because we're not seeing as many offers now. We're not seeing as many multiple offer bidding wars. I bumped into one last week where the seller and the agent said, we'll look at offers when they come in. So house was this for sale on Friday. They were looking at offers on Saturday. Uh, we did bid, we did not succeed. Um, so these things are happening too. So there's opportunities out there. It was still a bidding war. They still had four offers. Um, those are a little tougher though, because you see, those ones don't give you time to do that due diligence. You're really taking a risk, right? My buyer, for instance, needed to have the two days for a bank appraisal because that's what their that's what their um, uh, uh, their bank is saying. Their bank is requiring, and that's what the bank says. You got to do it, right? But uh, it's a very interesting time because on one hand, we were used to the delayed offer situation. On another hand, we are now dealing with these sort of jump on it right away. But even when you jump on it right away, let's not forget that the agent has a job to do. There are, they're there to, sh the seller's agent is there to shop all the offers and try to get best result for the seller. So, you know, um, don't think that just because you're in first, it means you have any sort of advantage because the listing agent still needs to notify all the people that showed the house and say, hey, an offer's come in. Are you coming to the table as well too? That's fair game. That is absolutely uh, in the real estate bylaws and rules. That's just the way things operate. Anyways, um, like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but there's so much to talk about. Consult with your real estate specialist, your realtor, or if you don't have one, I would be happy to chat with you and talk more about this. Got to take our break, but when we come back, we'll be talking about real estate in other market areas. Duncan, Nanaimo, and Vancouver. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I am, I'm Tony Joe. We're having a visit around different markets nearby to talk about what's going on around us here in Greater Victoria. And right now we have with us Cal Kaiser. Cal is up in Duncan. Cal's being a top producer, if not the busiest guy up in the Cowshin Valley uh, for almost 30 years. A little, a little uh, disclosure here, by the way, Cal is my partner. I uh, joined him uh, in the uh, ownership of Remax Duncan and Mill Bay and now Victoria as well, too. Uh, so we have known each other for many years and I always uh, enjoy getting a sense of what's going on just up the street from us. Cal, thanks for joining us today. Tony, it is a pleasure. And <laughs> I am so happy about all things, especially you being my partner. Oh my goodness. It's, it's all good. It's and, and you know what? The listeners maybe have been interested in a bit to know about what's happening in Victoria. It's coming. Count the days. We're going to yes. be doing that release very soon. Yes. Uh, now, just before we started up, uh, I hit record here. You and I were talking about what's going on in Duncan. Because, you know, a lot of people have, have said Victoria is really expensive. And, you know, is it going out to Souk? Is it going out to Seanigan? Is it going to Mill Bay? All of a sudden, it seems like Duncan's a busy spot too, right? Duncan is a very highly desirable location right now. We've had a amazing growth um, in values. We're up over 30% in the last 12 months. So a, a real push up in value. Our, our average price has climbed, you know, from a, a pretty moderate place for many years. Now we're in the six to 650 range. So it's been a, a real shift uh, in the market. 
Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's it's interesting when we do the comparison because you're talking like average sale price for a single family detached, right? That's correct. Yes. All right. So that in Victoria looks close to one one right now. So the price yep. differential is still pretty significant, right? Yeah. There's still value uh, for sure. If you drive the Malahat, there's no question it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a real shortage of inventory and it's the same everywhere. I mean, we're all experiencing uh, one form of it or another, but um, you know, we're, we're in the sales to listing ratio in that 75% to 85%, depending on each month. So it really is tough to um, secure a property here without being in a cash position and having your home already sold and ready to go. Yeah. So same story is here. Like you've been seeing multiples all over the place, right? Yeah. What, what are some examples of some craziness you've seen recently? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a property that's going on the market, um, went on the market last Friday and we have uh, receiving multiple bids on that property today. Uh, we have eight uh, bids on it. It's a million dollar listing that, you know, I can't disclose the number because it's, uh, we haven't presented or whatnot, but it's, it's, it's going to be well, um, you know, in hundreds of thousands of dollars over that list price. And that's um, a property where when you look back a couple of years ago, I mean, I mean, a million dollars was a big ticket item in Duncan, not that long yeah, ago. We used to sell 10 to 15 of these properties a year um that were over a million bucks and now that seems to be pretty average you know for we're, we're doing five to ten a month uh, that are in that price point so it's been a a significant shift uh for sure yeah. who are the buyers so what what are where are people coming from yeah so it's been a, a very interesting change there as well we had um a lot of buyers that were coming from the lower mainland when covid first really impacted us in the fall um, since that time, it's actually slowed down from the lower mainland and a lot of our buyers are coming from Vancouver Island itself. So we're seeing Victoria, you know, selling out of Victoria, coming up here, uh, making those purchases. So we're seeing a lot of that activity. We're also seeing some activity from people, Comox Courtney coming our way. Oh, wow. Um, and Uculet and uh, Tofino and yeah. coming into the mid island. So it's been quite interesting that way. So I'm, I'm curious if they're coming from the north. What is their, what's their draw? Like what brings them to Duncan, the couch? Well, I mean, I think it's a better place to live and I may be <laughs> you might be biased in that situation, but, but this is what we do have. I mean, we really have the warmest client climate on Vancouver Island. Yeah. So it's a very nice spot to be uh, winter and summer. It works out really well. Um, that, that part's a real plus. And we also have, we're close to everything. So um, Victoria is 45 minutes away. Nanaimo is 45 minutes away. So if you want a bigger city, it's available to you. Price point, I still think we're, you know, a very good value on the island. So it's, it's worked out well. Um, and the other driver we've had this year has been Ontario. I've, this has been definitely the highest year of Ontario buyers. I can't wait to see the end of the year stats uh, to see what it'll be. But we have ourselves have sold six homes, a sight unseen to um, buyers from Ontario. Uh, in this calendar year. So that was pretty cool. Well, you, you know, I mean, a lot of these Ontario folk are actually talking to us here in Victoria first mm -hmm. and then determining, Ooh, it's, it's more expensive than we expected. Or, you know, maybe right. we don't need the Victoria thing. And for them to, to consider a 45 minute drive, if they had to commute, which a lot of them aren't, but even if they mm -hmm. had to, that's nothing for somebody from the GTA. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a change of a mindset. Right. That's all. Yeah. So the other thing as well is this whole notion of uh, working from home 
And I, I suspect there's going to be a lot of people who might be looking at working at home two or three days a week and then commuting the rest of the time. All of a sudden, it's not that big a deal to go to either Victoria or Nanaimo, right? No, and, and we also have had a lot of our clients who have said, geez, you know, how, how fast can I get to Vancouver? And when I tell them, well, there's a float plane in Maple Bay that'll have you downtown in about 30 minutes, they're pretty excited about that. So there's some advantages there too. Yeah, and, and actually, um, Duncan to Duke Point, like to Nanaimo, the ferry, it's actually easier than it is driving down to Victoria around Sydney and taking the it's ferry. It's easier. Yeah, it's, it's oh. a complicated so we, we uh, you know, anytime we're going to the mainland, we're, we're always on that Duke Point run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we, you've touched on inventory a couple of times. Something I have come to learn when looking at numbers uh, in the Cowichan Valley recently is, you guys, I mean, you're not a big market, so there's not a lot of listings anyways, even in a normal marketplace. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, in my career, probably the majority of it, we would have between four and 500 active listings in our marketplace. Um, we've been like right now this month, what are we at? We're 118, um, active listings. That's over. everything. That's houses. That's, that's no, that's only single family homes. Oh, okay. That okay. Only single family. Um, and that's all I do compare against is always just for ease. The lowest number we had was in, um, May of this year, we were down at 80, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, 80 yep. and we're selling hundred to 110 a month. So, you know, it doesn't, it's not a rocket science to figure out that, you know, you listed it and the chances are as long as you're reasonably priced, it's going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, there, and there's kind of no end in sight as well, too. No, I really believe that uh, we have a, a real long-term issue. We have a, in our area, we have a, uh, the municipality of North Cowichan is kind of known as a non-development municipality. So they're restricting our ability to, to bring more product to the marketplace. And that's, that's causing problems. Uh, so we'd, we'd love to have some more uh, property come on. I'm, I'm currently representing a, a subdivision where we had 70 lots that won't be registered until February of 2022. And we've sold 68 of them already. There's only two left in that property. Oh my goodness. Uh, so it's the demand is very high for, for new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a reminder. I mean, I, you and I have joked about this or I've joked about this with you many times, but you know, uh, Duncan was always the small town and you know, what goes on in Duncan? Well, apparently a lot right now, you know, especially when it comes to real estate, right? It's humming and we're really excited about it. It's kind of neat to be on that, on that edge and, and what's going on. So I, yeah. I feel like I'm getting to be close to you, Tony Joe. Oh, oh, well, there we go. We keep on saying it. You're, you're just up the street, right? But, you, you know, it was before it was Mill Bay so far, you know, Cobble Hill so far, but we've had so many people uh, buying Mill Bay, um, you know, that all of a sudden this has become a much smaller, a much, much smaller place. Yeah, it's, I really do believe the south end of Anchor Round is kind of all together in a sense. And yep. the working from home thing is a, a huge example. And that's just not going to change. So if you can have a great quality of life where you're living, and we do have the recreational capital, I believe, of Anchor Round is right here. So yep. you can take advantage of that and, and work from home. Why not? Go yep. for it. All right, Cal, if people need to reach you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best way is always uh, uh, through phone, 250-701-9001. And our website, calkaiser.com. Just check that out. And uh, we've got all you need right there. Yeah, Cal, it's cal-kaiser.com. Cal-kaiser.com. Thank you. Great. We'll, we'll put the information on our uh, on our webpage here on CFAX uh, 1070. Uh, if you have any questions or are thinking about heading up to the Couch and Valley, you've got to give Cal Kaiser a call. Cal at REMAX Island Properties. Uh, he is the guy. 
you know, um, always good. It's amazing. Like I said, it's such as we're connected now, you know, uh, the couch and Valley. this whole corridor, Victoria to couch and Valley. It's a, it's a small area. Thanks for joining us, Cal. You're welcome. Thank you, Tony. Take care. And uh, for the rest of our listeners, we'll be back after this quick break here. Back in a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, uh, J.P. Sellis, uh, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Pierre Beauvais with Silhouette Building Inspections. If you need help or direction in any of your real estate transacting, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, uh, or just Google us, look me up. Tony Joe with the Prime Real Estate Team. I'd be happy to connect you. Having a conversation today about other marketplaces and how they're doing relative to this hot Victoria marketplace. Uh, just now we were chatting with Cal Kaiser, who is in the Couch and Valley, the Duncan area. A little later, we'll be chatting with Carolyn Bale from Royal LePage in Vancouver, also talking a little bit about Toronto. But right now we have with us uh, my longtime friend and colleague up in Nanaimo, Rob Gray at Remax Nanaimo. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thanks for inviting me on, Tony. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So, you know, the island's a busy place. Uh, Cal was just telling us about the fact that there's no inventory. I mean, you guys both come down and visit me down here in Victoria often. So you know about what's happening in Victoria. What's going on in Nanaimo? It feels like another hotspot. Nanaimo is crazy. Okay. And- I, I hate to use uh, uh, superlatives like crazy, but uh, I've been in the real estate business for 30 years. feel like I've seen a few markets. Whoa, whoa hold on a second. You're, you've been in longer than me, man. I'm 30. I know you're, you're like 32 or 33, right? Uh, actually, my anniversary, November, 30, 30 years. So oh, we're the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Matching my uh, dad, who was in the business for uh, 30 years as well here in the Nanaimo. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm sorry. So, That's uh, okay. So it's uh, so, unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. And the thing is, is that there's been some things uh, that are, have been unprecedented, obviously coming out of the, or in the midst of a pandemic, who would have guessed the market that we're in today? Uh, having said that, who would have guessed that we'd see the interest in real estate in the Central Island market that we are seeing? We're seeing a lot of uh, locals. They represent always 80% of our buyers for single family in Strata, but we also have attracted a lot of out of town buyers, whether it's related to people not wanting to be in the bigger markets, higher density, uh, they wanna have a playground in their backyard. So the quasi vacation home uh, principal residence. And we're also seeing a large number of what I would call small scale investors looking at Nanaimo. Oh. Maybe uh, the precedent here is similar to what Cal Kaiser sees down in Duncan, but we see a lot of Victoria uh, uh, investors coming up here. Uh, it's easy to service an investment uh, investment property if you're driving up from Victoria. But what we're I think what's driving that is that on one hand in Nanaimo, your average rents are very similar, if not uh, just behind the Victoria rent average rents. 
but our average prices are still quite a bit behind Victoria, maybe uh, 20 to 30% below. So you have uh, on one side uh, perceived value, and then you on the other side, you see the income. And so we're seeing uh, people in their 50s, uh, 60s that want to have a passive income uh, attracted into this market area. We've sold a number of homes to uh, Victoria and Vancouver-based investors. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's that continuing story about the migration, about people coming from the big market areas and, and coming onto the island. Uh, you know, something that often comes up is the proximity of Nanaimo to Vancouver. And, you know, there is always that whole connection, you know, the catamaran and how could uh, Nanaimo end up being like a, a bedroom community of, of Vancouver. That, that, that seems to be something because um, Nanaimo is closer to Vancouver than Victoria is physically. Yeah, well, you can take a float plane or the helijet and be downtown to downtown in 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the 90-minute Horseshoe Bay run uh, plus, uh, you know, 25-minute drive into town is uh, very beautiful and uh, timely. Uh, you, know, you know, as you know, Tony, living in Victoria, you live on the island. You know, if you're traveling, you always just simply have a day on each end and you're good to go, right? Yes. Right? So... But as far as having amenities, uh, major amenities, Victoria is, you know, an hour and 15. Well, you, you come down to get your car serviced. Like it's that, right? Time to time, yes. Yeah. And uh, Victoria, we love Victoria. And yeah. We love the, the Couch and Valley, but Vancouver, we're going over there to see some of the restaurants and art show uh, in August. So we're looking forward to that. Well, when the point there is that it's so close. I mean, everything's there. This is one of the yeah. nice things about being on the island, right? Yeah. And I mean, the beauty of Nanaimo uh, is that we have very strong transportation links to Vancouver. Uh, we have a major airport. We also have, there's an air, airport in Comox Valley as well. So three major airports on the island. Uh, we are proximate to Mount Washington. So you can be on the hill in under 90 minutes. Uh, and then you're by the ocean. So you have the best of all worlds, you know, right here with, uh, and with our major university that we have here now, Vancouver Island University, uh, it's a big employer, attracts a lot of uh, foreign students, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I don't think you need to sell the island. I think they're all coming here already. <laughs> but, um, and now, are you guys seeing, because you, you've mentioned Vancouver a couple of times, have you seen Toronto? Have you seen any um, Ontario uh, influence or interest coming over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say probably if you were to build a profile is that you have uh, 50-somethings, early 60-somethings demographic looking at the island. They may have family here already. They want to buy now, uh, get their roots down, and, you know, maybe sell their home uh, in year two as they retire. Uh, so then, and with the rental market being as good as it is here, uh, then uh, that's a viable option. Uh, you still, and with the change in work from home, uh, the island is obviously a lot more attractive, not just to Vancouverites and uh, Victoria, but uh, Calgarians uh, all the way east out to Toronto. So we're seeing, we have seen some sight unseen offers from yeah. on, people from Ontario. Uh, you know, not high frequency, but certainly they're uh, a factor. Well, you know, the, the, the dollar differential definitely is an advantage because, I mean, both of our marketplaces have gone up a lot over the course of the past two years. Um, even still, you know, I've, I've told our listeners that the math, Victoria, average detached single family home 
is about a million thirty, and in Nanaimo it's seven hundred and something. So it's true. You're right. It's about seventy percent of uh, Victoria pricing, right? Yeah, and you're not really losing Victoria uh, if, in fact, you know Nanaimo is an option for you because it, it's so close by and yeah. and it's such a beautiful place to visit. Uh, so, but in terms of just a lifestyle, uh, not to boast about Nanaimo, but I always kid new people when they're coming to Nanaimo and they're asking lots of questions about it. I say, if you, if you come to Nanaimo, if you miss a, a light, uh, somebody's getting a memo. So <laughs> the thing is, is that uh, there was a time being born and raised where you could be across town in 10 to 12 minutes. That timeline is more like 15 to 20. Uh, you know, we've got three major connector routes north-south. It's a pretty linear city to live in. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of just like quality of life, living in Nanaimo, you're talking, uh, you know, Victoria's traffic is uh, a lot more intense than we have here. Yeah. You can see it changing here. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to uh, candy coat it, but uh, in terms of like comparing Nanaimo to Victoria, Vancouver or Kelowna, uh, our traffic issues, it's still pretty quiet uh, after 5.30 at night here. Fantastic. Well, listen, Rob, thanks for joining us as always. If people need to reach you up in Nanaimo, best way to do that? Uh, through my website, uh, www.robgray.com, G-R-E-Y, or give me a call, 250-755-9974. Uh, always, always great catching up uh, with you guys. Uh, you know, we, the three of us are, are a close connection, so we can help anyone who's moving uh, any direction. That's Rob Gray at Remax Nanaimo. Uh, we need to take our break here. When we come back, we'll be chatting about Vancouver and Toronto. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're doing a trip around other marketplaces today so that you, our listeners here in Victoria, can learn more about what's going on. We had a chat with Cal Kaiser and Duncan a little earlier, and also Rob Gray from Nanaimo, our colleagues on Vancouver Island. Now, I'm going to go on the mainland right now because we want to talk about what's happening in Vancouver, maybe have a conversation about Toronto as well, too, because our next guest has a very special superpower having to do with <laughs> connecting both Vancouver and Toronto. My guest right now is Carolyn Bale. Carolyn is with Royal LePage in Vancouver. Carolyn, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's start with what's going on. How, uh, I mean, we've all been talking about no inventory, high demand. Uh, of course, everyone talks about the Vancouver market. Um, tell us about how crazy it is. You know what? I mean, the market is still elevated. That being said, we are starting to see um, some softening a little where we're getting fewer bidding wars. Uh, the markets, the sales prices aren't going into those double digit numbers we saw earlier in the spring market. So again, part of that is the fact that we are heading into summer months, which is traditionally a little slower, but I feel that there was a huge pent up demand. And as soon as sort of the vaccines started being rolled out in full form, people started getting back out, seeing properties. There was a huge backlog. And now we've started to see that sort of balance out a little. So I asked the other two, I mean, who's, who's buying? Like who are the people that are wanting to move that you're encountering? You know what? Right now, it's basically local or Canadians. We are getting the people who are moving up. You've got, I mean, really, when you look at where the business is coming, all, all three tiers are really 
being active in the community. We've got the first time home buyers who with low interest rates are now getting in. They've sat back and watched how real estate, the investment and the return on investment over COVID has really been impactful, I think, for them. They're very business savvy. So kind of look at real estate as an opportunity for great return on investment. You have the next level of consumer who might be looking for that move up. They Their families are expanding. They now have more work from home needs, so are looking at moving up there. And then you look at the, the boomers who kind of say, okay, I built up a lot of equity in my home. Do I really need this big property? Maybe I look at a lifestyle change. So what we're really seeing is all levels of it. And also a lot of Canadian, we're seeing a lot of emigration. So not as much immigration yet. We will probably see more of that as the vaccines have the full global rollout, but a lot of movement within local communities and within the country. Well, actually, I'm glad you bring that up because a, a question that uh, I get asked as well every once in a while is, hey, Hong Kong, there's this Hong Kong influence that we used to have, you know, pre uh, uh, 1995, right? Um, or when the handover was. And uh, of course, there's been a lot of turmoil over there. And there's a lot of people who actually were either from Vancouver or were in Vancouver for a time, went back to Hong Kong and maybe are looking back again. So that's another, uh, you know, I suppose that's another potential market, right? Yeah. And, and there is some of that, but I don't think it's what's driving the market now. So we might see more of those investors returning, but at this point, it is mostly what we're seeing is, is local business, Lo but, local consumers sort of moving within the community or to suburbs, you know, but not a lot of international so far. investors. So far. Um, yeah, so far. Yeah. So, you know, you started by, by talking about the uh, first-time buyers and people getting into the marketplace. Now, something that we get here on the island often in all, you know, the Victoria market, the Duncan market, the Nanaimo market that we've talked about so far today is everyone saying, how can anyone get into the market? Properties are, are so expensive. You know, Victoria, it's a million dollars. Nanaimo, it's 700,000. Cowichan Valley is 671. But then we look at Vancouver and the average is like 1.8 million. So it's a lot more expensive. We're not talking just a little bit, right? It's a lot. Yeah. So, so the question is, how, how the heck can anyone get into the market? Well, I, I think it's a couple of things. I think one is the fact that we've got historically low interest rates. So first and foremost, when you're borrowing money at a lower interest rate, it obviously creates some excitement and people get in. I think you look at the how business savvy a lot of the the consumers in general are, but especially the younger generation. And we're also seeing that some of the boomers are taking the equity in their home. Some of them are delaying their retirement plans to help their children buy property. So if you do have that, it's a great opportunity for them and it just allows them to get their foot in the door. Yeah. It's just that, you know, there's, there's this kind of, there's this narrative that it's impossible and that nobody could ever get into the market. But we all like the, the, the four of us that we're talking to today on today's episode, yeah. we've all helped people get into the marketplace. So it is possible. Now it's not easy. It's not like houses are $150,000 no. like they were, you know, back in 1980. Right. Um, yeah. But, but you know what? It, it's interesting. I just sold um, three first time home buyers into condos in the greater Vancouver area. So I think the perception that everything is unaffordable 
is untrue. What you can do is, I mean, for that same amount of money that they might get a postage stamp property in a downtown major city, you go out a little and you can get so much more for your money. I, I mean, look at Burnaby now. A lot of these first-time home buyers or even movers up, like anybody getting into the market, as you venture into the burbs, as you... You know, you're still close to major arteries. You're still close to public transit. You can get a property. You can be a homeowner for under $500,000. And I think people don't understand or are not aware that there are those price points as well, whether they're right down in the city or in the outlying neighborhoods. So there is that opportunity to get in. Well, uh, it, so there are, what you're saying is there is options and that's what we're finding on the island too, because a lot of the Vancouverites or lower mainlanders are selling and then moving over to the, to the, to the island, right? So, yeah. but, but it uh, kind of always begs the question, well, if people are cashing out in Vancouver and then moving to Vancouver Island, who then is buying their properties in Vancouver? Because Vancouver is the king of the, 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 King of the Castle is the most expensive real estate in Canada. And if we don't have international people buying, who's buying? Because I know there's been a lot more high-end properties in Vancouver selling too, right? Who's buying yeah. those? You know, and again, a lot of those consumers are the people moving up. I mean, it, it's scary to think that an average detached home is $1.8 million. Yes. But, but they're still selling. Yeah. So... It would be the young families who are stepping up. Sometimes it's people who can get a bit of leverage if they're working from home as well, because they might be able to write part of that off from their company. So it gives them that flexibility as well. Um, we are sourcing multi-generational. We've often got where, you know, we, we had one sale recently where it was two siblings got together and bought a home. It had a basement suite. So you kind of get into a great neighborhood. You're in that price point, but you've got two incomes offsetting the, the high price point. You've got parents living with children. You've got children upsizing. So, I mean, you get that as well, let alone the fact that I think people are just investing in the market, even when the prices are that high, realizing that the return on investment is always going to be there. Well, so I don't think the market's going down. We might not be seeing the same growth. incredible, crazy increases, but I don't think the market's going down. Yeah, I think I think all four of us uh, agree with that. Uh, all four of us who, who have talked today. Um, now, I started my introduction talking about you because you're in Vancouver. You're at Royal Page Sussex. Yeah. Um, you know, great office. Um, Thank you. Now. You're a bit of a um, you're a bit of a relocation yourself because you have practiced for years in the Toronto market. So Correct. it's and not only that, but you still have kind of both feet in both markets because you and I were on a a, a conference a, a, was it like a couple of months ago now, and the yeah. people that you and I jointly know were saying, Carolyn, I didn't know you were in Vancouver. I thought you were still in Toronto. So you're kind of in two places at once. So so I'm curious in our conversation here. Tell us about, because you picked Vancouver. Vancouver is your home now. Right. Tell us about the differences in the two marketplaces, Toronto and Vancouver. Like, they're both, like, we're the small island. Like, you know, it's it's hard to fathom living in yeah. metropolitan cities like that, right? Um, you know, again, both major cities. So you're always going to have 
draws anytime you're in a major city, but within the real estate market itself, there are definite differences. Um, probably one of the biggest ones is that in Ontario, you're still allowed to have multiple representation, mm -hmm. whereas in British Columbia, you work for either the buyer or the seller. And I think that is a huge difference between the two provinces, which kind of rolls out into the structure of teams. Mm -hmm. In Ontario, you see a lot more large teams because when you do have listings and you're a large listing agent, you almost need the teams to offset the buyer side of that. Whereas in British Columbia, it doesn't make sense to have a large team because if you have a listing, they're not able to show it for you. So I feel like that's probably from a consumer standpoint as well as from a realtor standpoint would be the, the largest difference. It's confusing um, for consumers in, in many pardon? ways. Pardon? It's, consuming for, it's, it's uh, confusing for consumers in, in many oh, ways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I mean, for the Ontario consumers who are used to that, they understand, I mean, pros and cons to both systems. I mean, it would be tough to say, I've got this great listing coming up and you have a client, a buyer client you've been working with for two years and all of a sudden this great property comes up that you actually can't show them, you can't help them. So you see that side of it. But then in Ontario, for the purchasers what they like when something comes up is they'll literally say to you know their agent if you've got anything coming up let me know ahead of time mm -hmm. um you also can coordinate between the two of them in terms of closing dates and things like that and at the end of the day any good negotiation is where everybody feels like they gave a little. So the seller says, oh, you know what? I wish I got a little more, but I feel like that's fair. The buyer says, oh, I wish I got it for a little less, but I think that's fair. So sometimes having one agent working together and everybody signs off on everything, they know it. So again, it wasn't something that I did even with it being allowed there. I would usually, even if they were my clients, I would have them work with somebody on the team or in the office. So there was still some firewall between them, but yet yeah, that would be another difference and a legal difference. Mm -hmm. um, commission structure is another one. Mm -hmm. In Ontario, you've got a flat fee regardless of what the price is, whereas in British Columbia, it's a tiered system. Mm -hmm. like this higher amount on the first hundred and a lower amount on the, on the difference. It actually calculates out to be less. People in Western Canada don't realize that uh, fees are much less than the rest of North America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's and I think maybe part of the driving force from that on that is the fact that the price points were so high. Yeah. I don't know, just seeing the difference. Um, but that's another difference. Those would be sort of the main differences I would find between the two marketplaces. Fantastic. Well, uh, Carolyn, thanks so much for, for coming here. Uh, great hearing about not only what's going on in Vancouver, but also in Toronto. Um, I want to remind our listeners today, it's Carolyn Bell. She's at uh, Royal LePage Sussex uh, on Lonsdale in North Vancouver, but you service the Vancouver area. Uh, and you also have connections in Toronto, which is great. So if anyone needs yeah. some Toronto help, you're the person there. Thanks for joining us today, Carolyn. You're welcome. And thanks for having me on. Have yeah, a great day. The, and to the rest of our listeners, we hear for you this time next week.